Hey friends, we have a special treat for y'all. A doctor will be in the building for Sex Education Month to answer, or at least try to answer, all of your sex-related questions. The only dumb question is the one you don't ask. Submit all your questions to us via our website, whereismyblueprintpod.com, by clicking the blue bubble on the bottom right of your screen and following the directions on the contact page. Once again, for submissions, go to whereismyblueprintpod.com. That's W-H-E-R-E-S-M-Y-B-L-U-E-P-R-I-N-T-P-O-D.com. Click the blue bubble and follow directions on the contact us page. Thanks for your help. Hey, welcome to Where's My Blueprint Podcast, where we talk about all things adulting, our experiences, navigating adulthood, and what we learned along the way. We invite you to join our weekly conversations while we create our own blueprints on this amazing journey and hope some of the lessons we learned can help you. Here are my co-hosts, Nay and Sunny D. Hey everybody, it's your girl Sunny D here to brighten up your day. I'm a new business owner transitioning from corporate America. And frankly, I can't trust anybody that don't like tacos. Hey friends, I'm Nay. I'm so excited to share and grow with y'all. I'm a full-time wife, full-time mommy, and part-time employee. Nutella is my love language. <laughs> This is your girl, Nakai, and I am your host on Where's My Blueprint Podcast. I am so excited to have you guys here, and I love brownies and seaweed. So let's get to the episode. Hey, welcome back to Where's My Blueprint Podcast. We are so excited that it is cooling down outside and the fall is here. And you know what? That means boot season's here. I love it, and I'm excited, and I'm here for it. Um, We have bills to pay, so a word from our sponsor. Divine Timing is an encouragement and edification company specializing in beautifully designed digital journals and planners to get and keep your life uplifted and in order. Go to fearforme.com to check out the online store. And for all of our WMB listeners, you can use the code WMB22 at checkout to save 22% on everything on the site. So go shopping and get your life. So, you know, we start every single episode with a quote and the quote of today is we tend to think of the erotic as an easy tantalizing sexual arousal. I speak of the erotic as the deepest life force, a force which moves us toward living in a fundamental way. That was just so elegant. I like it. I like this quote. I I don't know. Like the word erotic is just, you know what I mean? It's just, it's like deep, you know? I dig it. I think it's more sensual. Better so y'all know we start every single episode with an either or today's either or is speaking of dirty dirty bathroom or dirty kitchen dirty bathroom neither if i can help it but i would say a dirty bathroom because your kitchen where you eat that's where the food is that's cross-contamination mine is neither because i'm just too i'm too anal for that i would literally not eat and be so grossed out every time I go to the toilet. Like, yeah, no. And then I think of like what you said with the kitchen. It needs to be clean at all times because this is where we eat. It goes into our body. But I also think with the bathroom, just with feces and stuff, you want that to be clean because you don't want your personal bathroom dirtier than a public bathroom. That part. So, and I know how, Nakai, I know how you are about bathroom. Your regimen, <laughs> your regimen, your schedule every week. She's like, nope, today, I, today's, I got to clean the bathroom today. I know exactly how you are with that. I remember. If I had to pick, I'm actually going to pick one. I would 
would prefer to have a dirty bathroom than to have a dirty kitchen. Because if I go in the kitchen and it looks a mess, I have no desire to cook. I don't want to eat. I don't want to be in there in any way, shape, or form. Like I, it makes me, it, it makes me crazy. It, it doesn't bother me as much with the bathroom because we also have our laundry, so I'm used to kind of like chaos in the bathroom. But kitchen, I can't do it. I agree with you. So y'all know, like we do every week, we have a question of the week to get us started. So ladies, how were you good to yourself this week? I got crumble. I love crumble. I got two cookies. I was happy. So this week I partook in Taco Tuesday and happy hour, which also happened to be a, a fun day of among other things. But afterwards we went to go get tacos and smashed them. And that was good for myself. So this week my wedge came in and that was good to me. Snap, snap, snap. Did snap, it snap. really? Yeah. So for the people in the back who are only vanilla, can you tell us what a wedge is? So the wedge is the wedge by Liberator, and it is a bedroom at Adventure Gear item for the grown and six. I mean, I still don't understand. Can you like elaborate for the people in the back? Well, it's like a big pillow, and it helps you do like Drake said. Got to get them, get them, get them angles. Yeah, but yeah, it helps you get them angles, especially when you get older and things don't be as flexible and you can't move as well as you want to and everything else to prop that thing on up to the thing up mommy make it sorry so guys um in case it hasn't clicked yet it's sex month here at where's my blueprint podcast um and this month will definitely be not safe for work or for the kids for that matter unless you know your kids are at an age where y'all can have that discussion afterwards so fyi you know this ain't the the month that you want to be blasting in the office but we're well I can only speak for me I'm so excited to have this month because we're gonna get some pretty interesting guests and we're gonna talk about some pretty interesting topics so um we're breaking the stigma and the taboo about talking about sex as black women yes shock oh to kick off this month we're having a nice girl chat on our sexual journey our feelings our practices how we got to be the mostly sexually liberated women that we are today so let's get into it all right so ladies what's y'all's first memory about sex i feel like it was early and by early i mean like when you're young and you discover in this is back when tv actually like used to go off okay i I'm, also, I'm in my mid-30s reminder but like after a certain time of night it would just be like static on certain channels but some of them channels in between the static they were like boobs <laughs> <laughs> like boobs and butt or whatever <laughs> i can't remember what channels it was on but i was like what was that and so then you try to get real close so you put the volume on one so you try to figure out what it is. <laughs> i don't know i was probably in like sixth grade or like middle school or something but I definitely remember like trying to watch whatever it was in between the 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 static I wasn't supposed to be watching it no way but that's what happens when you have TVs in your kids rooms oh that just gives me so much life because I can literally picture a baby Sunny D like really acting like the TV is a three-dimensional object and trying to like get in between the cracks <laughs> to see the body oh that blessed my soul and tickled me just nice Nakai, what's yours? Super spy. Mine was um very interesting. I don't know if y'all remember, you know, Jerry Springer back in the day when technically we weren't supposed to be up that late watching it, but and I didn't have a TV in my room, so I was in the front um because I didn't sleep, didn't have a bedtime. So 
So I would be in there and I'm like, what's a transsexual? What's a bisexual? What's all this? And so I didn't know the word. I didn't, let me rephrase. I didn't know the definition or the meaning, but I knew from the reaction and the context of the show, it seemed disrespectful. So I was that rebellious kid who went to school the next day and somebody got on my nerves and I was like, shut up, you transsexual. You're just an ugly bisexual. Needless to say, I got a quick lesson on, you're not supposed to say that. What was I, fourth or fifth grade? Yeah. So that was my first introduction of like, oh, there's a whole entire world out there about different stuff. Oh, that cracks me up. That cracks me up because I know baby Nakai was probably like, really say it with your chest. Like, you're transsexual. Yeah. I think it's funny because I'll share with y'all mine. My first kind of introduction-ish to sex was, well, what sticks out in my mind was like when my parents went to the movies one time and they went to go see, I think, Soul Food or Best Man or one of them. And they wouldn't let me and my brother go in because it was like rated R or something and it had sex scenes. Or every time on the TV, a sex scene would come, you know, your parents over here covering you with your eyes and you trying to peek through their fingers and whatnot. Yeah. I think it's it's funny how all of our first instances has to do with media and the role media plays on, you know, young kiddos in their first instances of sex. Did y'all have the sex talk growing up? And if so, what was that conversation like? I did not. Well, let me rephrase. I don't, I wouldn't consider it a talk. It was more of a, hey, your mom got pregnant with you early. Don't do it. Okay. What does that mean? And then I would say further on, if you classify this, looking back, it's like, we probably shouldn't have really known what we were talking about. But looking back, my friends gave me the sex talk. And yeah, I don't think what, I don't forget how, however old we were. I don't think kids should be giving kids the sex talk. So I'm going to preface this by saying, mommy, if you're listening, I love you. You're best. <laughs> so my first um, sex talk was from my mother. And if anybody knows, my mom knows that she is safe, sanctified, but she also is kind of blunt at times. So she told me, she was like, sex feels good, but you shouldn't do it. Like, what kind of sex talk is that to give somebody? Now, I wasn't a kid, but like, you know, maybe high school. And with her, all of our sex talks was more about the responsibility of sex, if that makes any sense. So she would tell me, because I have an older brother, she would tell me, you know, as a girl, you got to be worried about your reputation because, you know, you might do one thing and then your reputation can follow you and everything else. So it was about the responsibility of sex or, you know, sex comes with babies, like being prepared to have sex. But it was mostly an abstinence kind of focus as it pertains to sex. Like, don't have sex until you marry. But I'm like, you just told me this feels good. And then I'm supposed to wait. Even at an early age, I was I was a make it make sense. So I'm not supposed to do something that sounds like it's going to be a bunch of fun. All right. Okay. Sunny, you didn't have a sex talk coming from the White House home? Not really. Not in the sense that now as an adult, I think the conversation should have gone. I definitely had the, you know, the inquiry of where do babies come from? And I was told to eat my vegetables and that's how you be big and strong. And then when the time comes, you can have a baby. And I was like, okay, cool. And it wasn't until my cousin, one of my my guy cousins was like, yeah, no, people be having sex. And I was like, that's not what my mama said. (laughs) 
my mama said to eat vegetables. So I was like, I was like, wait, what? Where did this come from? So like, we never had like a sit down conversation about like sex or the responsibility. And then at the point where I think it was like a teenager at this point where I had like my first boyfriend and we were like as serious as 17 year olds can be serious where her similar to to Nay's mom, she's been saved and sanctified. So it was like, just remember, I still remember this because it haunts me to this day. Whatever you do with him, you do with Jesus because he's always there. That was my advice. That's what was told to me. When I tell you I was terrified, which apparently was the goal, was to scare me away from having sex, to be abstinent. You don't do it till you married, blah, blah, blah. Even though my parents did not do that. And I know that they didn't do that because we've had conversations that they didn't do that. But I'm like, that's creepy. Okay. I don't know if that's supposed to be comforting. I don't know if that's supposed to, I don't know what that was supposed to do except for terrify me. And to this day, I'm like, Jesus is watching. Apparently. I have a question. Does health class count where, I don't know if y'all had to do it, but like in maybe sixth or seventh grade, they split up all the girls in the room and all the guys in the room. And they talked about like your body, reproductive stuff. And they talked about like, you have to watch a video, again, media, um, of like what sex is and how that works. And then you had to continue to talk about like ST, I think they're STIs now. But back in the day, they were STDs, but you know, disease is a, you know, trigger word for people. So it's now STIs, illnesses, but it's still a disease. Like, did y'all have to watch that or? I had to watch it, but I feel like it was more focused on your body and the changes your body are, is undertaking more so than like six. I feel like it was, you going through puberty, here's some of the changes, you're going to get your period, maybe a sentence or two about like, you might have the urge to have sex. Oh, but if you have sex, you're going to get all these diseases and you're going to get pregnant and everything else. I feel like it wasn't extensive on the sex part, but it was a lot of before, a lot of after, light on the meat. I was going to say, yeah, it wasn't extensive, but it was like a, and plus I had a coach as my health teacher. So it was like, hey, y'all, this is what this is. This is what this is. Don't do either. Have a good day. Yeah, it was very, it was just like the biology behind puberty and how your body changes and weird images of what gonorrhea looks like and what giving birth looks like. And you don't want to do this because this is going to happen to your vagina and it's going to suck. And if you touch a boy, this will happen happen to you you'll get pregnant they have cooties and ta-da yeah like i mean that it, it counts in the grand scheme of like sexual conversations but like actual like sex talk like when they say like about responsibility and what goes into it those conversations was not a thing that happened see and i even feel like that's lacking because full disclosure as a 30 something year old woman i still don't know how to put on a condom like if you gonna talk about sex you're gonna talk about all this stuff and stuff can we teach people how to put on a condom Nakai, i see you looking at me <laughs> what what's that face What's on your heart? I just think about like literally when uh, one of my friends before she got married, she did for her bachelorette party. They had like, I guess it's a place, a person that's pure romance or whatever came out and she like demonstrated all the different toys and stuff like that. But my friend who was getting married was like, well, I don't know what to do. Like, how do I even put on a condom? And she was like, oh, this is fun. So she brought out all these cucumbers and bananas, had us all one by one. Yeah. And she literally showed us how to put it on. She showed us how to put it on with your hands and try 
to be sexy with it. And then also with your mouth. And I was like, oh, okay. And my friend was like, this is too much. <gasps> but she was very like a church going, religious, you don't do all this in public type of friend. So yeah. See, I got a problem with that part. Because if you are at a pure romance party, you got all these dildos, vibrators and everything. Why are you desecrating the poor fruits and vegetables with the spermicide that's in the condom? Like some of those have edible fleshes. Were these flavored condoms at least? Like now I really got to wash my produce because then I got spermicide on it and lubricant. Like you got toys. Use the toys. No, she the brought them. She brought them. So it was her fruits and vegetables that she messed up because we just tossed okay. them. Because I was about to say, what if the baby picked a cucumber up and he don't know no better? You would think that there was that she would have brought like a demo like dildo or toy as opposed to brand new and then have brand new stuff in the box to sell because that's what happens at these parties but like you didn't come with like prepared props that wasn't actual produce that's interesting um she came with like you know how they come out like with your testers and stuff and they this is like one item that they use of like okay everybody gets to try this okay this is the vibration this is this myth so that but everything else was packaged okay this is for a different episode because i have a lot of comments listeners we are going to have an episode on sex toys so stay tuned for later but circling back what was y'all's relationship to sex growing up I mean with mine I felt like it was the dirty little secret like the thing that you want to do or the thing that you are doing but you don't want nobody to let you to know that you're doing it especially not no adult so what was y'all's relationship to sex was it taboo was it just something that was done like growing up what where where were y'all on the continuum Jesus is watching so it was definitely taboo doing anything prior to marriage was taboo and on the surface and mind you because I was young I'd grown up in a faith-based household that's what my background is that was the norm so when I saw people that we know actively were having sex because either people know about it people talked about it or there was a baby that showed up somewhere we we knew that okay they they ain't living right because you ain't supposed to be doing that before marriage (laughs) and so for for me at least I wore my virginity on my chest like Superman it wasn't a secret I wasn't uh, scared to tell people and I had definitely had some people that were like they didn't want people to know that they were virgins because they wanted to have the perception that they know about sex or sexual activity or they were cool like that or whatever and I was like me no price tags still on ain't nobody popping these tags we good over here no thank you that was just my relationship to it I didn't want to I, I, I don't think I was ever like I'm not gonna do it till marriage but I definitely knew that I wasn't going to do anything until I was in like a a really committed, like serious, grown up adult relationship. And I definitely wasn't doing it in high school because I wasn't going to be a statistic. Y'all ain't going to talk about me in the locker rooms or none of this stuff. And that's very much what it was. And I think I internalized all of that. I internalized me actually wanting and having those desires to partake in the fun because I did. Don't think that I didn't. I absolutely did. But knowing how disappointed my parents would be, knowing how people would be talking about you and all that kind of stuff. I never put myself in a position where that could be perceived or misconstrued as me being a, someone that partook in the forbidden fruit. Sunny D, you had added pressure because your upbringing made it seem like to have sex would be to have a threesome with Jesus. Like... <laughs> 
I mean, truly, truly. It was. Not only does he know because he knows everything and he is right there with you. That's terrifying. I don't want any parts of that. That is scary as hell. Right. Because it's crazy if the other people who are doing it or want to do it find out. (laughs) Once again, reputation. Like as women, especially Black women with the whole Jezebel complex, for y'all who don't know, that's the complex that Black women are hypersexualized, that we want it all the time and everything else. I feel like, I don't even feel like it does come from enslavement, but we still wear the ramifications of that today. So as a Black woman to say, hey, I'm interested in sex or dare you say, I enjoy sex. That's like, oh, you the biggest 304 if you, if you know, you know, you grew up at a certain age that everybody knows. Nakai, what was yours growing up, your relationship to sex? Mine was, because I said in the previous episode that I was, I grew up in a very religious household and so um mine was very kind of like what you said taboo of like you don't really talk about it you don't really know about it it's like your friends tell you what is going on and you learn through gossip at school and then you have to question like oh well, what does this mean what does she do what is this da, da, da. so yeah when did those thoughts and that relationship change because I mean I guess it's safe to say ain't no virgins on this podcast still so when did that shift happen and what did that look like? Rephrase your question. So when did the, sh- the view of sex being taboo and everything, when did that change? Like, when did you go from, I might be interested, but I don't want this reputation or I don't want people to know, or I don't want to think about Jesus's watching to, I don't care who watching. I'm going to get my Janet Jackson anytime, anyplace. So. so I think mine changed when one, I went to college and with that, it was more so I had, I was, I, looking back on it, I was blessed to have the roommate I had because she was very, at this time we would say, well, back in the day, we'd be like, oh, she's promiscuous. She's out there. But looking back on it, she just knew her sexuality. She knew what she liked and she wasn't going to allow other people to put any titles on her. Right. So me talking with her opened my eyes to a lot. And also within that same um, apartment, I had a roommate that was gay and her girlfriend used to cook for us and everything. And I was like, so do you stay here? Like, I don't, I don't know what's going on. But I actually had a conversation with her girlfriend because I'm like, I'm confused. You have a child, but you with my roommate who's a female, like, what are you? And that's when she was able to open my eyes again to be like, oh, well, she was straight, but then she decided to become a lesbian. And in her lesbianisms, she is now with my old roommate. And I was like, okay. But wrapping this up of like being in that situation in college opened my eyes to so much more of like, there is no one way or there is no no, what am I trying to say? Like, there's no one way of sex or sexual thoughts, if that makes sense. And that's more of like linear. That's the word I was thinking of. There is like the concept of sex is not linear because there's so many different paths. There's so many different things that you don't know until you know, if that makes sense. Yeah, I, I like that answer, especially because I think my revelation came when looking around at all these brown folk who telling you not to have sex, but 
no shade, no tea. There's a lot of single mamas walking around here. Guess you ain't practicing what you preach. Or the fact that let's be all the way real and funky. If people want to give you a reputation, they can give you a reputation if you're a virgin. Like all it takes is one person to spread a lie and then it's to put. And I think the downfall was I grew up in a small town. So you can't, you can't live your best life in small towns because everybody know everybody. Everybody know your mama. They see you out. They looking at you funny. And then they like, I know it ain't so-and-so daughter. Da, 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 da. So like you, I think when I got to college, I was like, hmm, let's see what everything is. Mom and daddy gone, bigger city. Let, let's see all the things that it is to see. And hindsight, it might've also been a little, okay, you said I can't have sex until I get married. But if I don't know what I'm doing, this ain't gonna be a good experience for anybody. And then who's to say when I do do it, if we marry, what if it's bad? So now I got to spend the rest of my life with somebody with some bad sex. That don't sound fun. So I feel like there's a certain level of experience, amen, amen, that needs to occur so you can know that you are making an informed decision about marriage. It's so funny that you say that. Um, I'm going to speak on something you said earlier of like, um, if you're in a small town or if you get labeled a hoe, right? It's so interesting to me because like my friend and I literally talked about this last night of how nowadays these hoes out here winning. Like, this is what it is. It's like, these hoes out here winning. And I don't even want to classify them as hoes. Like, these women who are sexually knowledgeable and they understand the power of what they have, they're out here winning because they know what they know. They know what they want to do and they know how to read these men. That being said, we literally just talked about how, like, one, we went to school with a mutual friend and in school, she was labeled a hoe. But now this girl is one of the top business people in Dallas. Like, you cannot touch her. She is that fucking great, right? And it's like, you look at her reputation then, but who cares? Because no one no one can touch her. Like, even if you call her what you call her, like, oh, she used to be. Who cares what she used to be? Look what she's doing now, you know? And so it's just, that was just fascinating when you said that. Speaking of the hoes, have y'all ever had a hoe face? Were you interested? I mean, I was interested, but my dear old husband said that he saved me from myself and, you know, saved me from the whole years. I got married at 24. I told him, Knowing what I know now, them are prime whole years, your mid-20s to your early 30s. That's the time where you, you know, are more sexually liberated. You know, you sow your wild oats as a woman. And I was over here walking down the aisle. So he said, my whole face just turned into a married whole face. So we argue on this, not a whole face. But did y'all ever have a whole face? Did y'all want a whole face? Can I give me some stories I can live vicariously through? Yeah, I got nothing for you. I did not have a whole face. I, at the time, didn't want a whole face because I didn't classify myself as someone that would partake in such debauchery. Now, in my mid-30s, Damn it, I wish I had one. <laughs> I do. I wish I knew myself and loved myself enough to acknowledge what my sexuality was and in my sexual self, my sensual self, and knew who she was and embraced her enough to enjoy her and enjoy that part of life. And it's not until now in my mid-30s where I'm at that point where I can do that. I definitely like, like you said, that time is is having that that time, I think is is important for itself 
self-development. Maybe not for everybody, but I think it does lead to, uh, <laughs> Nakai says everybody. <laughs> I think it does lead to like betterment of yourself as a woman because you now, you know what you like and you know what you don't like and you know what you will and will not tolerate. And there's power in that knowledge. Yeah, and you you touched good points, but I think the overarching one is let's redefine this term hoe because I feel like the hoes might be out here winning, but there's a negative connotation associated with the word hoe. So I don't, let's, let's not use that word because I think what we're talking about is a sexual awakening and liberation among women that like you were talking about knowledge of your like and your dislikes now and the exploration to find that because nobody is going to download that information into your head like oh you like this you like that there is some level of experience that has to occur and we fault people women specifically for that exploration and I feel like there might be some jealousy associated with that to find a woman that's that confident in herself that does not care about stereotypes or reputation like it's that envy of I want what she has but I don't want the consequences that might come about it wow you are tapping into some powerful topics (laughs) Um, and I would say my initial thought is I don't know if it's envy no it will be envy because you see this person you see all these things that this person can do the sexually sexually liberated right and you want to be liberated too but you don't know the how we talked about this earlier how do you in another episode y'all um (laughs) how do you get to where that person is and so that's where it starts with the frustration of like oh well she thinks that then it becomes the jealousy of like i mean she thinks she ali whatever she don't need to be wearing why she breathing so hard what (laughs) then now it's the envious uh envy of like for instance in a previous episode sunny d said this when she went to jamaica with a friend like totally different world where now she's the eye candy now they want her versus her friend who in america was eye candy and now it's envious of like well why her why not me and that part is is the part that i feel like is the hardest to come back from but also understanding like you said what did this person have to go through to be sexually liberated because if this person will say we're being real candid what if this person was molested at an early age so she or he if we're being real learned about sex in a non-traditional way so now yeah they're sexually liberated but this person could have been raped and molested from ages two to ten so now yes they're sexually liberated but they had to go through a journey they had to go through something to become that person that they are now and so again my friend and I were y'all are hitting on everything we were having dinner on last night about um but we were talking about this because it's like so many people want so many other people lives but you don't know what that person has to go through to get to where they are today and he asked me he was like well would you switch lives with anybody I was like nah I don't know what y'all had to go through I don't know the devils you are dealing with I don't know the spirits that are on you that I do not want in my life I don't know your journeys I don't know your sins I don't know your parents I don't know none of that I know what I'm dealing with and I rather deal with what I know than dealing with somebody else's demons oh and I like that and I like the opposite because me and my family like I said small town you deal with the misogyny from the men you deal with small town like heavy bible belt you know well bible thumping perspective and views from the women and talking about somebody who's famous we we talk about Meg Thee Stallion all the time and you get some of those thoughts of she a hoe she for the streets it is this because of the things that she does you know some of the clothes that she wears 
years. And I feel like I'm the lone person in the conversation. Like, but you don't know what she's doing. You don't know who all she done had sex with. You don't know what, how can you call her all these names? And all you see is the outward. Like the clothes that she wears, her private parts are covered. If Becky Sue wore the same thing, you'd be talking about she don't have nobody to fill it out. Okay, so she twerked. What's wrong with twerking? I wish I could move my booty like that because the hypocritical things are you talking about her calling her a hoe and out her name but then on the flip side you'd be like oh I wish I could move my butt my booty like that which one is it which one is it so I thought of y'all know I love Cardi B and Cardi B has this verse or this uh lyric in a song of like she was saying something out and I'll give you the song so it'd be in the blog um but she was like something 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 check my whole facts like meaning you don't know who and what been in or through me like you over here keep talking but show me show me the whole fact show me the receipts if you can't pull no receipts then shut up sit on sit down and now you're just showing yourself because you're jealous because i don't know if y'all saw that video of megan that went viral of her dancing in the studio baby i must i was like with the comments i was like i don't know if i should be watching this over and over and over i don't know what this says about me but how does she do this i'm trying to learn like is this a lesson for free but yeah it's something that like we unfortunately we are so programmed to think things like that it's bad when technically that's just life because people in Africa they dance with their body they twerk and they they don't call it twerking but they really move their bodies other cultures other countries they move and dance their bodies it's only in America where specifically we want to be real where black women are stigmatized when we shake our butt or stigmatized for being a certain shape or stigmatized for wanting to be sexually liberated girl and some of them African countries they throwing that thing in a circle in church clapping for the Lord. It's just the way our body moves. And like with Megan, I think I texted you when I saw it and I was like, my goal for this year is learn how to throw it in the circle. Like I want, I want to learn because there is a skill in that. That looks like that is an aerobic exercise. She is going to get them pounds off. That's why she stays so fit. You don't get them thighs from no work. Them thighs come from working out. She, that's fitness. And then you wonder why black women be obese because you ain't letting us twerk. Beyonce said it. You won't break my soul you won't break my soul but even in the song she was like wiggle 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 because there's if we really want to get deep on this like there is power in moving your body because when you're going through something there's a I forgot what type of therapy is but it's similar to dance therapy like you dance your stress away you have to move the body you have to get all of that out of the body because if it stays in there and it stays stagnant what happens now you're sexually sexually frustrated but you ain't gang girl or you sexually frustrated because you having some boring bland no good vanilla sex oh because you ain't want to let your inner free flag fly just say it i think we're answering this topic but to summarize what are y'all views on sex now what are your current thoughts sex is fun everybody should have it everybody of consenting age okay should have it. it's good for you it's good for it's biologically good for you the the chemicals that release when you are with someone and or you know how to do it yourself give yourself an orgasm um or with someone that can give you an orgasm the chemicals that are released there that's good for the body that's good for your brain that's good for your mood okay it's good for stress like i feel like you could tell when some people just ain't getting it because they're just so sad and mad and irritable and i'm like just go knock that out real quick you might feel better about yourself um, or about life or whatever but now at least for me it's not as taboo i allow myself to enjoy it how i want to and because it's okay i'm that makes me that's part of the self-love right is doing things that make
make me feel good and doing things that are good for me. And that includes getting my back broke. I mean, you know, that's a good thing. I mean, you got to stretch first, but y'all get what I'm saying. I wish you could see Nikai's face. She, she dang near clutched her imaginary pearl. She was not here for the back of the break of the. But that, 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 like you said, too many times, you know, you people over here sad and miserable when all you need is one good. I was reading somewhere where it was saying, like, you should try to have an orgasm every day and see how much that improves your mood. And it, it's a game changer and there's something to be said about learning your own body for yourself you know how are you going to help somebody usher you in to the spirit amen if you don't know the path to get there so sometimes you gotta you gotta take things into your own hand and learn you because why do you want somebody else to be somewhere that you don't want to be I want to be anywhere and all through I want to know every part of myself okay every part some places just a little bit more fun but Nakai what are your views about sex currently? I would say they are, one is understanding that it's not something evil and it's not something that the devil did or it's not something that's like you shouldn't do. Because I feel like we live in a world that if you, people always tell you what you shouldn't do, what you shouldn't do, what you shouldn't do. But honestly, this is probably something you should do with consent from both parties of age and to consenting adults. And I say that because you, like you said, if you don't know yourself how do you know what you like what you don't like what are your what um called your non-negotiables what are your you know your red flags of like oh I'll try this but I may not try this you know like you don't know any of that until you know yourself but I also think there's a larger thing of what I learned is that most people don't even know what their vaginas look most women don't know what their vaginas look like most men don't know what their ball sacks look like and (laughs) and even then if talking about just proper hygiene Like there is so much that has been hidden or I wouldn't even say hidden because I feel like you can't teach something you don't know. And so there's just so much that's not being educated and said to specifically because we can only talk about our, you know, what we know in our race about black children. And that's a hard thing, you know, because at the end of the day, if we've been real, most black children are are sexualized, specifically to black women. So if you already know this person has been sexualized, like, can you? at least prepare them to go out to battle like you just giving them yeah Mm-hmm. So to wrap it around, my thoughts have changed to being open to understanding everything about whatever, because I feel like when we're not open, we automatically put a door up and it could be something that you may enjoy. You may not. You may, you know, like, oh, OK, and I'm going to say an example of like, I don't know if y'all seen this new show on Netflix called How to Build a Sex Room. And it's such a great show because they go into so much detail about it's not just about sex. It is about the freedom to express yourself because when we think about sex, we think about two bodies or two beings coming together, meaning penetration. You're right. Like the man is penetrating the woman to, and the woman is receiving the man. But even then you have to think, is the woman embraced? Like, is she, does she have to prepare herself? So are you tense when this person is penetrating you? Like there's so much detail. And if you are, then the question is what trauma did you go through? Like, because it shouldn't be any tense anything so if y'all haven't seen that show go check out the show yeah that's that's real good because I think too many times people negate well they conflate being open to understanding with down to try (laughs) 
<laughs> like you can be open to understanding a lot of things. That's what makes the world a beautiful place. That's what makes you not close-minded. But just because I'm open to understanding a different perspective, a different lifestyle, that don't mean I'm about to jump full force into it. That just means I want to educate myself so that my no is a stronger, like more, what's that word? Inform. No, that's like kids who say they don't want to eat broccoli, but ain't never had broccoli. Well, how you know you don't like broccoli? So with that being said, what's one piece of advice you would give for somebody questioning their views or someone who is wanting to explore something new? I'll go first. I'll tell them, just do it. If you do it and you don't like it, you can say you don't like it. If you do it and you like it, well, there you go. That's another way to make yourself happy. It can definitely be as simple as that too. And depending on what the it is, um, research, you know, look, look into some things and research some things and see as far as like how to explore and, and have fun and to educate and be safe and, you know, do it, you know, with intention and know what you're doing and know what to and what not to do. But like Nate said, try it out and see, you may find out that you like being choked and you have to figure out what's the safe way to engage in that because there are certain angles that you can't do it because your airways will cut off and that's how people die during sex, but that's beside the point. Research, know what you're doing, be safe about it and know how to be safe and then have fun. I'll wrap this one up with saying, don't be fucking around just to be fucking. Like, don't be doing all that. Like, at the end of the day, explore your body. So if you need to be masturbating, go masturbate. Learn that because that's how you actually learn yourself first. And if you want to really explore, just sign up. Just go ahead and use your Google browser, but do the incognito so then it won't be on your parents or anybody's um feed. So just use that incognito uh, <laughs> that way you explore you learn you do what you need to do and then close it out just make sure you close it out yes use some incognito browsers that's what they there for well probably that's not what they were intended for but that's what they can be there for use your browsers and like sunny d said be safe because we like things safe sane, and consensual but no you are so good because like what you said earlier of like um we're saying safe but also self-aware you know of like understanding our self-love our self-belief and our self-worth because we are worthy of having amazing, beautiful sex all the time and having an orgasm. And with that, a word from our sponsor. Hey, beautifuls. This message is brought to you by The Grass is Greener on the Other Side, where we help women who have anger, sadness, and shame from being cheated on learn how to heal and take their power back so they can regain confidence, restore their peace, and attract the life of their dreams. We can be found on IG at Brianna underscore Latrice. That's spelled B-R-I-A-I-N-A underscore L-A-T-R-I-C-E. And for all of the Where's My Blueprint podcast listeners, we're offering free 15-minute discovery calls. So if you're ready to regain and restore that self-love, self-worth, and self-belief back in yourself, shoot me a DM for a free discovery call today. Because my motto is, honey, leave that cheater and find your peace. If you're interested in joining my new course, Rejection is Redirection, using your past as a reference, not a residence, you can email me at affairrecoverycoach at gmail.com or you can shoot me a dm at brianna underscore latrice see you on the call with that we'll transition into moments of melanation moments of melanation is where we highlight a black person doing their thing today for moments of melanation we are highlighting 
So today we are highlighting Horrible Decisions. Horrible Decisions is one of my favorite podcasts. It's hosted by Wheezy WTF and Mandy B. And it's black as fuck. It's sex positive. It's a show that explores sex, relationships, consent, and current topics while being hilarious and informative. What I love about this show is that it's so unapologetic in its sex positivity. It's so apologetic in their blackness. And they specifically made it for black women to have these conversations about sex and sexuality in the different types of sex that exist and how all of it is okay as long as it is consensual sane and safe ladies have you heard of this show have you listened to it what are your thoughts i have not i've heard you talk about this podcast for forever maybe since i've known you (laughs) but i haven't had a chance to listen to it i am definitely intrigued though like i said i feel like sex is something that we do not talk about enough as black women um even though we're doing it and what better place to get tips from than each other but yeah I need to add it to the queue oh I was saying yeah like black women yeah but no I have heard of this podcast I love this podcast I listen to this podcast (laughs) and it does open your mind to a lot of things that you didn't even know from kinks to what words mean definitions and you will really love this name because they do like something called whole mail and people can like write in and they like help them out and things like that but it's not only that but the basics of it or their foundation is to educate and equip women to be able to be sexually liberated, but also understand that you should have an orgasm. Because I think on one episode, they were talking about like so many women have gone their whole lives without having an orgasm. They don't even know what that feels like. They, they think in their mind is that you just, as long as a guy comes, then everything's okay. And it's like, no, 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 no. So I really enjoy and like this podcast. For women don't know, there are different ways to get orgasm. It is extremely hard and rare to get vaginal penetrative orgasm you better diddle that skittle because if we want to say everything that the lord made is good the clitoris has no other function i don't think but to give you pleasure that's all it's there for so flick it and be happy did you know the clitoris is a penis like (laughs) isn't that so cool it's your penis. So it's like yep. when you tell a guy, if the guy be like, suck my dick, you be like, suck mine. Damn. I'm choking. Oh my God. Oh God, that was hilarious. Well, <laughs> That was such a good moment of melanation. And you all, please, please, please go out and support those ladies to like listen to their podcast, really understand. They even have, um, I know they have a uh, YouTube page and they are on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. So you can actually just go through and see which ones you really want to listen to. But go out and support because we are a podcast that support other Black women and uh, any Black person that's doing their thing. So there's no hate or anything. So go out and support them. Um, And with that, you all know we end every single, Um, episode with an affirmation and today our affirmation is I am grateful for my body and the sexual pleasure it provides me okay sunny day is doing some exploring with her body okay and she does a body roll too (laughs) and so with that oh not with the tongue okay both of them okay audience let me explain this in a detailed fashion So we have Nay over here trying to do, well, not trying, she's doing a body roll. And Sunny D is doing a body roll with her tongue out and these double digits up and but like up and busted. Like, yeah, hey, how are y'all doing? Okay, I'm done. <laughs> oh, she throwing them titties in a circle. She throwing them titties in a circle. <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay.
Okay, so y'all can follow us on all platforms, uh, Spotify, Amazon, Apple, uh, Google Podcasts, and check out the blog at whereismyblueprintpod.com. With that, we thank you and we are over and out. Bye. Peace out.